Good evening, church. So good to see everyone here. The hundreds of people. My heart. Anyway, uh, wonderful testimony, Sister Emmy. Thank you for your testimony. Thank you for the praise and worship team. So, the story goes that this very, very famous violinist, violinist, they have violinists in China too. I'm sure they do, very, very good ones too. Very famous violinist that was world-renowned, known all over the world, um, had a concert in one of the very many halls in Austria, Vienna, okay? So he was gonna be performing and people from all over Northern Europe, Central Europe, Southern Europe, they gather at this hall and they pay great money to listen to this violinist play uh, a wonderful program. So everyone was excited in the room and he was nervous, but he had done this before. And, and so there he go, comes up on stage and he plays a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful concerto of different types of melodies and the violin. And as, as he's ending up his program, he did like five different songs. He had a standing ovation. People got up all over the theater in Vienna and they were applauding and would not stop applauding where he actually bowed two to three times. He was so touched by it. But then, then he looked around the room and he made his last bow and he walked away when the curtains dropped behind him and people were still clapping. And so the stagehand, the man that opens the curtains and closes the curtains, looked at this very incredible, wonderful violinist. He looked at him, he said, are you crying and have sad look? Because you are so touched by everything that went on here. And you could still hear people clapping. And he, he wouldn't answer him at first. He kept looking at him and he put his head down and he kneeled down and he opened the curtain a little bit. So he and the stagehand, the guy that opened the curtain and closed the curtain, could see. And people were still standing, clapping. And uh, the stagehand looked at him and asked him, you still look so sad, what is going on with you? Okay. And the violinist said to him, look, and in the middle of the auditorium in about the third row in the center, that person sitting there was not standing, giving him applause and standing ovation and cheering at the top of his lungs. And the violinist looked at the stage hand, look, look again. And the stagehand looked at him and said, the man said to him, why are you worried about that? You have over 2,000 people that are standing in this auditorium in this famous hall in Vienna, and they are so touched by your deliverance of the great performance. And so the violinist looked at him after he closed the curtain and said, but that person sitting down 
it's my father. And so the stagehand was, was baffled. What, what, what's going on? He said, well, your father. He said, yes, that's my father. And he is my violin instructor. And he's been instructing me since the age of six. And when he doesn't stand and give me a standing ovation, I'm not worried about anyone else standing up because he wants the best out of me. And so the stagehand was like, like, wow. Well, I want you to think about this church. Would Jesus Christ be standing up and giving you a standing ovation and clapping with all his strength, all his might, all his fury, if he sees you and I in this world, what's in our heart? So we have to ask ourselves a question as a church. What's more important, that we are recognized by the world and people are saying, ooh, good job. I heard your message the other day on Facebook, on YouTube, good job. Or should we be more focused and understanding? What's more important is that person sitting in the middle, Jesus Christ, if he's standing up and saying, good job, faithful servant, for you have served me mightily. And that's what happens sometimes. We worry so much about how others receive us that we forget that the one we need to think more about is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, before I give you and, and, and have the opening uh, in prayer, this is happening in a lot of churches today, church, that a lot of preachers and a lot of speakers are compromising the Word of God because they want to see people stand up at the very end of the message and give them a rounding applause even at a church. But if God checks their heart, because that's what God looks at. Jesus looks at the heart of men and women. If he looks at our heart, is he going to find true commitment, true love, true compassion for his word? And that's what we should be more concerned about. That's why this young man that performed a wonderful, wonderful concert was not worried about the 2,000 some odd people that were standing up and applauding. He was not receiving at all. Because that one person that trained him from very little did not stand, did not applaud, because apparently he messed up somewhere. And that's what God looks at us. And I, and I know lately you've been hearing for a long time, opening messages and even messages here from all of us that come up that are a message of urgency. And I know I keep using that word because if you look every week in this country, in this world, 
you see the way things are changing. The new culture is changing from young people to older people. People that are accepting more of what the world stands up and applauds for, not what is right in the word of God. So let's go to God right now and open open the service. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness, your love, and your compassion. We thank you for the great testimony that was given earlier this evening. We thank you for this church, Father God. We thank you for the hearts of this congregation, Father God. For this is your church, Father God. We are your church, Lord Jesus. We do not compromise the word, Father God. We do not try to make or give feel-good messages like other places do. We want to be transparent, bold, and, and, and be the salt and the light that people can see in us. Lord, guide me through the Holy Spirit, for as I say every time I come up, I can never make this work unless the Holy Spirit is guiding me and giving me every word and every action that comes from my heart and my mouth. I thank you, Lord. I give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In your precious name we pray. And the church said, Amen. So the title of this message tonight is, Are You Fighting to Save the Church? Ooh, i got to tell you something personal that happened to me. About, I would say it was about two weeks before we had the evangelist come we have the deliverance event that we had on Friday and Saturday not too long ago I was tossing in my sleep and I felt I heard God speak to me very loudly through my thoughts Pete fight for my church and he kept repeating this to me Pete fight for my church he kept repeating it so many times in my, in, my, in, my, in my thoughts that I woke up. I woke up and, 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 I, and I started praying and, and I asked, Lord, what are you saying to me? And I felt it again. Fight for my church. So that's the title of this message tonight. And we need to understand that this church is not only this wonderful potter's house of Coral Springs. This church is the church that he created and how people are turning against his word and many churches that from the very beginning they follow the gospel of Jesus Christ. They never left anything out because they didn't want to insult the person in the back, or they didn't want that person that had contributed so much special times and offering not to show up again, because they might be offended. So, again, I want us to think this way, because we've been talking about this for a long time as a church. We need to continue fighting for our church here. And we need to continue praying for other churches. And we're going to concentrate up, concentrate on Potter's House, Coral Springs. Because this is a church that is dear to our heart. 
This is a church that has blessed us immensely with wonderful, wonderful people, Bishop Lyle and others that will never compromise the word of God because we want to gain favor amongst other people that have not come in those doors yet. We want them to come and stay and come back. And so we're not going to say, ooh, three came in. I better have a good message. I better say something that I'll hear them go like this or we'll swing like that. We are not to be concerned about that. We are to be concerned about following and delivering the message that the Holy Spirit has given us that Wednesday night, tonight, or that Sunday morning. And it's important. The question is as simple as that. Are we truly representing the church? This church that belongs to Jesus, are we fighting for the body of Christ? And, and, and the church is not just a building. The church is the body of Christ. You remember about the seven churches in the book of Revelation. And so we have to ask ourselves the question, would we be mentioned if something else was written about the churches in Revelation? Would, could we mirror any of those churches? That Jesus spoke about so boldly. If you could go to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. And the Word of God says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling. This is Paul speaking to us pretty loud, and he's speaking to the church of Ephesus, with which you were called. Each and every one of us has a calling. We know that. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, enduring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and all in you. So each and every one of us has received the calling. God wants to use us to serve him. He's not worried about how many fans you're going to pick up. And I'm not talking fan, a revolving fan. I'm talking about people that are going to applaud everything you say or do. Or where they feel like, wow, what a pastor. That's not what God looks at. Remember, God looks at the heart. And he wants what comes out of your heart to be his truth. Not your truth or my truth. His truth. His glory. Not your glory or my glory. His righteousness. Not your righteousness or my righteousness. But His righteousness. And His holiness. Not 
your holiness, my holiness, but his holiness. Because he wants us to be holy. He wants us to be righteous. And the only way we can do that is if we are committed and walking in his word. We're not worried about what other preachers say, but we are concerned that when we come up here, we honor God, not us, because we may sound so good. Okay? Sometimes I go home after I deliver a message here and I go, wow. But I never say in front of Pastor Pam or even in front of God, wow, great message, Pastor Pete. You will never hear me say. I always say, great message, Holy Spirit. Thank you for pulling me along. That's what I truly say from my heart. Because I couldn't do justice and, and do you, all of you, the right service. It's the Holy Spirit that loves you and wants to tell you the, the truth of, of the living God. So when we really understand how much God did for all of us, and I believe every one of us in this church understands that, we will naturally want to serve and obey him out of love and out of gratitude. Church, are we that are so blessed to serve in this godly church here for our own agenda? We're gonna have people that come in here sometimes. We've been here quite a while. And people will come in here and they will have their own agenda. I remember, and I gotta stop right real quick in the middle of this to just give you this information. I remember one lady that came one time and we were having a celebration, I think, of our one of our anniversaries, and we were in, in, in both rooms over here in the back. And this lady was a visitor, and she had heard about us. This is a few years back, and I don't remember her name, but she happened to sit herself right beside me. And I was sitting there, and, and, and she said to me, you know, I kind of like it here. I believe, and this is what she actually said to me, I believe this church could use me. This is what she said to me. I said, oh, really? I wanted to hear what she had to say. Well, at the other church I was at, I led this group, and, and the, the ministers thought I did a pretty good job. And I wanted to say the truth. I wanted to say to her, good luck with that. Because Bishop Lyle is held to a much higher standard than myself and others that come up here. And Bishop Lyle can just not say, oh yeah, come on up and, and do whatever you want to do because God would not be very happy with him. God would not be in, sitting in the middle, standing up, applauding and having a standing ovation for Bishop Lyle if he did not fight for his church. And that's what we're to do. So, church, are, are we that are so blessed to serve only for here for our agenda, or are we here to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ? As long as we don't forget that we are to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ, but understand, Jesus does not need us to defend him. Please understand that. Jesus Christ does not need us to defend him. 
He's the almighty God. Are you kidding me? But he wants us to defend his truth that is written, that he says about himself and about his people. So, Christ does not need us to defend him, but do we stand firm when others coming through the doors right here may be coming to push their own agenda, maybe even bringing a division amongst the body of Christ at Potter's House, Coral Springs. Do we fight for God's church and stand firm in the gospel of Jesus Christ? And that's what we all have to um, ask ourselves each and every day. Don't ask yourself each and every day when we're here. Ask yourself when you are, you and I are away from here. Are you praying for our church? Like those that come in the morning and pray for our church and pray for all of us. And I'm so thankful for them that do that. Can you go to uh, the book of Acts chapter 2 verses 25 through 28. Acts chapter 2 verses 25 to 28. And the word of God says, For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at the right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope. I love that. Will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in haste, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Verse 28. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Well, the ways of life, the ways of life that honor God, not the ways of life, as is said there, to honor the world, to fit in. And, and, and I know some of you, you're looking at me and you're saying, you know what, Brother Pete, my goodness, we hear this so much, but you gotta hear it over and over again because of what's happening out there. And you and you hear stuff. Sometimes I I, I hear stuff and I, I have to go to Pastor Pat and say, wait a minute, is this true? Or, or, or are they making this up? And she'll look at me and say, it is true what they are believing. And if we don't stand for the, for the church of God, we're gonna see a lot of people fall even those that call themselves Christians. So these are the things that we, we need to be so impressed and aware of. Jesus bore the full wrath of God on the cross as if he were a guilty sinner. This is Jesus. Guilty of all our sin, even being made sin for us. So we now are to carry each other's cross. You carry my cross, I carry your cross. We, we carry it together because we are God's body that represent him in Potter's house full of spring. And, and by the way, hear this if you hear anything. Whenever you step out these doors, understand that whatever comes out of your mouth, whatever your actions and my actions are, it represents this church too. Ooh. I, I, I remember when, and I, I share this with you, when the lawyer 
and we had to represent all the administrators in Broward County Schools, myself, a principal, assistant principal, and all that, he was speaking to an audience of over over 1,200 administrators and one of the biggest uh, Broward County schools that have one of the biggest auditorium. And, he, and the room got quiet after he came out because he was this guy that was, man, he was like a tough guy. And he was our lawyer that represented us, the administration. And he said this to us, he said, listen, never be out in public sitting watching a game out shopping and entertain gossip and discussion about your own school that you manage and lead and think it's okay for you to say something to applaud what they're saying because you want to fit in so he, he was trying to say this never say in the steps of a courtroom what you don't want to be said inside the courtroom. That's what he was telling us. You see, God has given us that urgency call. Stronger than a 911. Fight for my church. Fight for my house. Fight for my people. And we are his people. And once anyone comes in those doors, we are to fight for them too. We are, we are to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. So they know that this church, Potter's House, Coral Springs, is not a church that just speaks a lot of words and mean nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, there's nothing wrong with getting excited Nothing wrong with standing up and, 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 and praising God as we're listening to the wonderful praise and worship music. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But it's kind of come from the heart. And that's how we welcome the Spirit of God in this church. That is so important. We are not to turn and run when it becomes difficult. A lot of people that attend even their own church they turn and run when things become difficult. Oh, I don't know. The, the preacher said something the other day on Sunday. I don't know if I can live with that. Well, ask yourself the question. Did the preacher say what's in the word of God spoken through the Holy Spirit? Or did the preacher speak something because he wants you to maybe give more money or whatever? That never happens here. Ooh, I pay close attention. A lot of you pay close attention. And we need to pay close attention. Even when I'm up here, you need to pay close attention. You need to know that what I'm saying lines up with the Word of God. And what Sophie is saying lines up with the Word of God. And what Pastor Pam is saying lines up with the Word of God. And what Pastor Chris is saying lines up with the Word of God. And from Bishop Lyle is saying lines up with the Word of God. That's important. We're held to a higher standard. And you and I, and all of us here, are held to a higher standard. So when we go out there, well, let us not try to appease the masses so that they can accept us and say, hey, come and join us. Come to our barbecue. 
we're going to have only about six or seven beers. It's going to be okay. Now, if God did not invite you and standing up and applauding you, run. Stay away from that situation. If you could go to Matthews chapter 28. This is the last scripture. Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Matthew 28, 16 through 20. And the word of God says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some, some of them doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Well, he wasn't only speaking to those 11 disciples. He's speaking to you and I. And you know, you you uh, you were able to witness uh, the three uh, the three mess uh, the three uh, studies about discipleship. Well, and, and I'm not going to get into this right now. But what I'm saying is, we're not here because we just want to be here. We're not here because we like the comfortable seating. We're not here. This church, Potter's House, Pearl Springs, because we made some good friends. We're not here because we we make that big connection with people. We are here for His sole purpose, and that is the gospel again of Jesus Christ. So we must fight. Oh, sorry. So, church, it's vital for our witness. Our witness, Jesus authorized the unbelieving world to judge whether or not the Father sent him into the world based on the churches. And this is so important. If you want to write this down in your in your mind right now, let me repeat that again. Into the world based on the church's visible unity, are we fighting for the gospel of Jesus Christ? And fighting for his church people need to see that they need to see that in us they need to see that we are about the way the truth and the life which is Jesus Christ they need to see the salt and the light in you and I that will never go out as long as our focus is on Jesus Christ A fighting church for the true gospel of Jesus Christ are to displace God's glory and wisdom given only to the true believer. Only to the true believer. Remember we talk so much about people claiming to be Christians, but then when they go out there because they want to receive the applause of the world, they forget what they have learned here and what they have learned in the gospel. They forget. They want to do their own thing. They don't even care if anybody is watching. People now 
and I'm talking about this country and other parts of the world, it just blows my mind too. People now are being more bold in doing the opposite of what was considered wrong, they think is right. Oh my goodness. I mean, I cannot believe it how I see it in plain places that I go to, my own gym that I'm blessed to go to. So we must fight and maintain the true believer in Christ's unity. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, <clears throat> excuse me, every kingdom, and I want you to think about this. This is found, you don't have to go to it. You've heard of this before many times. This is found in Matthews chapter 12, verse 25. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to the solution in every city or house, talking about this house too, divided against itself would not stand. So church, here in Potter's House, Coral Springs, we stand in unity for Christ's sake. We will fight the good fight, right? And spirit brought to this God's house that may be brought into the What's gonna happen is we're gonna still see people that may come in here to try to divide. And, and they, may, they may sound very nice. They may look very nice, okay? They may be dressed very nice. Oh, some of you may say, ooh, I don't know, look at that. We, we should invite that person. They're dressed very nice. You will not believe what people will say that should be accepted in their church because they're worried about their church looking good instead of the church having a heart for God. Ooh, ooh, my God. So, they, they may come to divide, conquer, and kill. We will fight with firmness in the delivery of Jesus Christ's gospel. We must always be alert and ready, church, to challenge any word that is spoken amongst us that does not live, I'm sorry, that does not line up with the holy, righteous, faithful, loving word of God. People may come and sit right beside you that are listening. Don't beat them up. If you hear something that is not of God, but it, with God's love, tell them, oh no, we don't do that here. This is Potter's House, Coral Springs. We honor God. We're a praying church. We're a church of healing. We're a church of deliverance. Because God is first. That's why wonderful people like Sister Emmy can come up and not be afraid to give her testimony because her testimony comes from the heart. That's why wonderful people like Sister Sophie can come up and give her testimony because her testimony comes from the heart. They're not looking for approval. They're looking for the deliverance that only God can give, the love that Jesus has for them because they love the Lord. They put him first and, and, and it's wonderful. So, church, if we as a body of Christ in our church, God's church, are to maintain the unity the Spirit has given us during times of conflict, we must all cultivate some the same qualities found 
and our Lord Jesus Christ. So, I gotta tell you this real quick before we close and pray. Today at the gym, I ran into a gentleman, and, uh, and he was wearing a nice chain and a beautiful cross. And he's a little bit older than me, believe it or not, I know I'm very old, but he was a little bit older than me, working out in the gym. And I noticed, I noticed with him, as he was pulling out uh, a Monday, that he had, and don't laugh, okay, that he had in the tag of his car in the back, the Florida State uh, tag, right? He had the Florida State University tag. And it said at the bottom, alumni. And I, I am an alumni from Florida State. So I was like, woo, this is wonderful. And so, so when I saw him on Monday, I said to him, you know, I saw that you and I went to the same university. Uh, and that's where uh, Emily is going to now. And we want to keep Emily in prayer. I've given his uh, wife, uh, daughter, such a wonderful young lady. And he said, yeah, yeah. I went there a long time ago. And he looked at me and he said, you went there a long time. He knew that I was old too. I said, yes, yes, I went there. Well, listen, listen to what happened today. Before I left his site on Monday, as I was walking away, he said to me, God bless you. Mm. And, it, and I froze in my step. Pastor Rose, I go, uh-oh. That sounds better than being a Florida State alumni. So I walked away, went downstairs. So today when I saw him, I said to him, by the way, I came up to him and said, I love your cross, your chain, but I love something you said also. Please correct me if I hurt you wrong. On Monday, when I was walking away from you, and you were about to start the uh, uh, one of the machines, you said to me, God bless you. Did I hear you right? And you said to me, yes. And I said, ooh. So now we got something more in common that's even better. We are brothers in Christ. And he lit up. And all of a sudden, he started telling me, I cannot do anything about anything about G, without Jesus. Oh my God. Look what God is, what God did. So of course, I had to ask him his name. His name is Sam, like Samuel. I said, think about Samuel in the Bible, but Sam. And I introduced myself. And he looked at me and he said, at the same time, we looked at each other. And he pointed his index finger at me and he said, we both said this together. I, I didn't ask him to say it. It came out of my mouth and it came out of his mouth. I knew there was something special about this old guy. That's what we said to one another. And it was so good. It was so good. So we must anchor ourselves to the living Christ. This world is broken. So the attacks will increase towards us. And we must continue fighting for the church. So... Don't get too comfortable in these seats because the fight is going to keep coming and we need to keep standing. Let's close some prayer. Let's bow our heads and close some prayer.